another edition of the Red Bird Report. Joining you today is sports editor Mike Mara. And first off, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there that is listening. And for those of you who may not be celebrating Valentine's Day, it's the second game of the war on I-74 tonight in Peoria, Illinois State, Bradley. Going at it right now, Bradley just one game behind Illinois State inside the Missouri Valley Conference standings on a three-game losing streak. As Dan Muller alluded to yesterday in a weekly press conference, Bradley going to be very, very desperate coming into this one. As you know, At one point, we had people picking Bradley to be the Missouri Valley Conference regular season champion. I don't know if this team has enough yet. Uh, to go down into St. Louis and and you know win that automatic bid and go to the NCAA tournament, they're very very close. You know don't don't take that as me doubting this team in any way. Brian Wardle is one of the best coaches in my opinion, uh, a, a top three coach this year inside the Missouri Valley Conference, and his team I believe is one year away. I think the success they're having right now this season has come a season early, and, and that's not discrediting them for anything they've done. They play outstanding. At home, at home, they are are unbeatable. They are very, very good at home. It's a very hostile environment, and I expect the same thing today. But Illinois State comes in after a loss at Valparaiso on Sunday, uh, and by no, in no way was it pretty on Sunday as Valparaiso, you know, allow I I would say allowed Illinois State to hang around in the first half, and then in the second half, uh, a mix of turnovers, poor shooting. And great Valparaiso play. And I shouldn't even say great, but good. Good enough to bury Illinois State. They play good enough to bury Illinois State in the second half and run away with it. 74-58, Illinois State lost to Valparaiso. Granted, they were without Phil Fain. They were without Keyshawn Evans. And Taylor Brinninga goes down with an injury late in the second half and is out for tonight's game, which leads me to who else is going to be out. Taylor Bredinga out with a concussion. Keyshawn Evans most likely will be out against Bradley tonight. As Dan Muller said yesterday, Keyshawn, a bone bruise. They don't expect him to play tonight. He's questionable at best. Uh, did not practice Monday. Uh, his status of practicing on Tuesday is unknown. Uh, they thought he might try. Uh, he might be out there shooting around today. I won't read much into that, as we will be going down there. Uh, myself and photo editor Natalie Stuxlager will be heading down to Peoria. I won't read much into if Keyshawn is out on the floor shooting because he could shoot on that knee. Can he run, pass, dribble, defend on that knee is is a whole other story. Also, the second time he's injured this knee, a knee he, he tore his ACL in. Uh, it's, there, there's a lot of wear and tear on that knee. So he's questionable at best. And then another... Uh, player that will be out tonight, Phil Fain, for the Redbirds. And, you know, as Dan said yesterday, uh, the last time Bradley came to Illinois State, you know, Phil did not have his greatest game. I believe he grabbed five boards, scored eight points. He really didn't have a uh, a very good game, uh, a, you know, a, a very quiet night from Phil Fain, from one of the big three. So how tonight goes, I don't know. Right now, the the line in Vegas has Bradley as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, as much as it will pain some people to hear this, I agree. Uh, I see why, one, Illinois State's coming in depleted. Two, they're going on the road. Three, Bradley plays great at home. Four, Bradley's coming off three straight losses, which is, to me, 
outside of Illinois State being injured is the biggest thing. If you have the big three for Illinois State playing tonight, I still think I take Bradley. I still like Bradley in this game. I think very highly of head coach Brian Worrell down in uh, down in Peoria. I think he's done a wonderful job. The rebuild that he's had is incredible. When you look at what Bradley basketball was last year, two years ago, the year before that, it's just it's incredible to see the buzz around Bradley basketball here this season. Um, and I really think that even if Illinois State was healthy, I think Bradley comes out and would win. I would probably, you know, a healthy Illinois State team versus Bradley tonight I think goes out and loses by anywhere from uh, four to seven points. I think, you know, they'll keep it close. But I think Bradley would, you know, that home court advantage with Bradley just means so much. And I think that they would still find a way to edge Illinois State tonight with two players out, three players out, excuse me, three players out, two of your big three, uh, you know, I just don't. I think Illinois State will keep it under 15. That's my prediction. I think Illinois State keeps it under 15, and I think it, it has the potential to be ugly. And when I say they keep it under 15, the final score will be under 15. I'm not saying that Bradley won't be up by maybe 20 points at one point or 22, something like that, because they have the potential to do that. Um, they have a very impressive line, lineup, and – they're going to be hungry. You know, obviously, Illinois State's beat them eight straight times. Uh, that's, you know, as we talk about rivalries in sports, it doesn't feel like a rivalry when one side just beats up on the other. You know, everybody here in Normal likes to talk about Illinois State being the big brother to Bradley. Well, I think today's the one day that the big brother gets beat up a little bit. And I don't think. And nobody should use the injuries as an excuse because when you look at the Bradley lineup, they really, really are impressive. Uh, starting with Darrell Brown, their starting point guard. Uh, you know, last time at Illinois State, the guy took 20 shots, and you could count the amount of makes on his on one hand. He played absolutely just bad, just just bad basketball. Um, you know, and he wasn't making, he wasn't taking bad shots. You know, he was taking open shots. You know, I, this was the game where both teams could not find the, the basket at all. Neither team was able to find the basket very, very early on in the first half. And then the second half was, you know, kind of a bit of a shootout. And, uh, you know, Bradley kind of hit a wall in Illinois State, you know, still stayed in that groove. But Brown really had one of his worst games. And the thing with Brown is you need to contest every single shot he's going to take. The other problem with Brown is at Redbird Arena uh, in January, early January, mid-January, it was right after, you know, the students got back from break. It was, you know, a perfectly timed game. You know, Illinois State coming off, uh, you know, winter break, has students there, Bradley coming in, big game, nice crowd, but... Brown was guarded by Keyshawn Evans, Madison Williams, and Matt Hine. You're without Keyshawn Evans. That means you need to expect big, big, big minutes out of those two. On Brown, who is going to be their their biggest threat, without a doubt. He's their biggest threat. Um, and and the, the thing is, is, he could do it all. He could shoot. He could shoot from three. He could shoot mid-range. He could take you off the dribble. He could pull up. He could take you right to the rack off the dribble. And he can defend. I mean, you want to talk about a solid all-around player 
Darrell Brown is that kind of a guy. He's very, very good. And he's their point guard. He's going to head everything for them. Uh, another guy that I'm very impressed with in their lineup is Elijah Childs. Uh, arguably one kid who's going to be up for freshman of the year, obviously, when you look around the Valley. Uh, you know, you got a guy from Northern Iowa, you got Crutwig up at Loyola, who all can win uh, the Missouri Valley Conference Freshman of the Year. But I think Elijah Child's name should be thrown around in there very, very often because I think he's very, very good. A kid who Illinois State did want and, you know, chose Bradley, and uh, I, he's got himself in the mix for Freshman of the Year. And I'm very, very impressed with him. He had a nice game. At Illinois State, and I, again, I think he's going to play very, very well. You know, obviously, this one's going to mean a little bit more to him. You know, playing at home against a team that recruited him, against a team that beat him. You know, the first time they saw him out, you know, in his first time in college against this team. You know, it, it, it's going to be a fun game. And then the other guy that I'm that that they have is is Koch Bar, uh, a guy who plays like a true seven footer. You know, you, a true center. And without Phil Fain on the floor, that's, that means David Njai is going to have to take, you know, it's going to be a lot of Malik Yarborough and David Njai on Koch Bar, and that's about it. And that limits you because those two, if they get in foul trouble, Koch Bar is going to have himself a nice, a very, very nice uh, stat-stuffed day because there's nobody else that can guard him outside of those three, and one of them is out tonight. And then just routing out a couple Bradley players to watch out for tonight. I think the one big thing for Illinois State is Luke Van Bree has been coming off the bench for Bradley, as he has most of the season. Uh, I really like Luke Van Bree. Uh, I think the sophomore has the ability to shoot it, rebound it, you know, go inside the paint uh, and, and take you to the hole. I, I really liked him. I thought he had an okay game uh, at Redbird Arena. In mid-January, I thought he played okay. Uh, I remember sitting next to Nate Head um, at the game, and I said, "Hey, you know, off the bench, I watch out for Luke Van Bree. And he came out, and he, you know, he made a couple shots, had a nice, had himself a nice little game. But uh, you know, I, I'd watch out for him. I, this Bradley team is dangerous. Uh, whether or not Illinois State was healthy or not, I think this is a team that you needed to look out for in the Valley. And they're playing at home. They're coming off a three-game losing streak, and. They're going to be hungry. They're not going to want to lose to Illinois State again. They just will not. Brian Wardle, you know, I think everybody in the Missouri Valley has the utmost respect for this guy. Um, he's a great, a great coach, and I think he's due for due for a winner against Illinois State. And I think he gets it tonight. And again, I there's there's one person who I know will not put an asterisk next to this win, uh, or I should excuse me, I should say, will put an asterisk to this loss if they go in and lose tonight, and that's Dan Muller. He will hold the guys that played on the floor accountable for the loss. He's not going to sit there and be like, well, we were down two guys, and you know, we were down two of our starters, and we were down you know, Breninga on the bench, and that's why we lost. We didn't have enough firepower to go in again and beat Bradley. No, he's going to hold those guys accountable tonight, um, and, and that's why Muller is among those respected in the Valley. He said yesterday he's not going to sit here and talk about injuries. He's not going to sit here and say injuries are the reason why you know, we sit here and we lost by – you know, double digits to Valpo, or if they go in and lose today, that he's not going to sit here and say injuries are the reason why we lost to Bradley, and that's why people respect him because he holds the guys accountable on the floor, and he's going to do that tonight. And he, the other thing I want to mention quickly before we sign off here, obviously because we're going to have a 
another extended edition of the Redbird Report tomorrow, kind of breaking down everything that we saw against Bradley. As I mentioned, I'll be taking the trip down to Peoria, and uh, you know we'll see this one in person. And it does have the you know the, the capability of getting out of hand early. But uh, the the last thing I want to talk about before we sign off here is Dan Muller talked about how you know adversity is going to strike tonight whether it's going to be a run that Bradley goes on, them making a couple shots, them defending very well, their home crowd, uh, you know, Illinois State's inability to make shots, Illinois State's inability to defend, whatever it may be, adversity is going to strike tonight. And at some point, this team, without two of its leaders, are going to have to step up and face adversity. And that's the one thing that he said is going to tell him two things. It's going to tell them how they can play and how well they've matured throughout the season, how well they can play without their leaders, and again, how well they've can, how well they matured throughout this year, where there's been times it, where the maturity has been at a pretty low level. Uh, and the other thing it's going to tell him is where this team's mindset is at. Uh, yesterday he was asked what he thought the mindset of the team was coming into Bradley tonight, and he said he thought it was very, very good before the injuries heading into Valpo. Uh, and he thought they were ready to turn a corner for good, play their best basketball, and contend for a title here late in the regular season for the Missouri Valley Conference. And he just said he thinks it's still pretty good, but tonight's going to tell him a lot. And the one thing that's going to tell him a lot about this team's mindset is how they handle adversity tonight. Uh, Will they face adversity tonight? In my opinion, yes, 100%. In any game, you could sit there and say that, you know, know, here at the, you know, the 10-minute mark in the second half, you're facing adversity due to X, Y, Z, whatever. You can pinpoint adversity in any basketball game, baseball game, football game. But when they face it, I don't know. Will they face it? Yes. How do I think they'll respond to it? I don't think they'll respond very well. Uh, on the road, they have not played well on the road here this season. That's the one thing that's been very different about this team as compared to last year's conference champion is they do not play well on the road. Down two starters on the road against a team that has a lot of talent, I do not see them handling adversity very, very well. And that's why I think the best-case scenario for Illinois State tonight is to keep it under 15 points. Do they? I think so. I think they lose by 12. Uh I just don't see a way that they go into Bradley shorthanded, uh, given all the circumstances. As Dan Muller said yesterday, uh, both teams are desperate. Uh, he said the only team in the Missouri Valley Conference right now that isn't desperate for a win or desperate to see good play is Loyola. And it's you know it's, at this point it's inevitable. It's a, it's only a matter of time before Loyola locks up the one seed, you know the regular season crown. It's theirs. It's a matter of when will they lock it up. Uh, and so we'll see, you know, we'll see, we'll see when that happens. But as far as the rest of the teams go, they're all desperate. And Illinois State's going to come out of this one a little bit more desperate as Northern Iowa comes in on Saturday. Um, and I and I just I think they drop one today to Bradley, and it's going to be a, it's 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 always going to be a good win for Bradley. Whenever you beat your rival, it's going to be a good win. Um, and I just don't think anybody, whether they're in the Bradley locker room, the Illinois State locker room. You know, the Missouri Valley Conference office, whatever it is, no asterisk should be put next to this game for either team, how this one goes. Because 
Bradley's a very good team. Illinois State still has guys like Malik Yarborough, who is arguably still the Missouri Valley Conference newcomer of the year. Uh, I think he started to play himself out of the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year, but that's just my opinion. Uh, the other thing, I, you know, they've got guys stepping up finally. You know, you see David Njai playing very well. You see Elijah Clarence playing really big minutes. And the, the biggest surprise to me is William Tinsley. You know, he's coming out and he's finally shooting the ball with confidence. He's shooting the ball well. The ball is finding the bottom of the net. Uh, with all those guys playing tonight, there's still no excuse if you lose this game. And so that's why I make the point that no asterisk should be point ne- should be put next to this game. Uh, so I'll go ahead and I'll give my prediction. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. Uh, you know, usually when you look at these, unless it's very lopsided, you know, nothing too high-scoring, I think Bradley takes this one. Uh, I think they take it 70 to 58. That's, that's my prediction for tonight. Uh, and I think Illinois State at one point is going to trail by more than 15. Uh, I think it, I think it can get ugly. I think it might get ugly tonight. Uh, I think at, at one point I would not be surprised if you see Bradley up by about, uh, by about a 20, 20 point mark. Um, but again, they're a very good team. Uh, Brian Worrell is a very good coach. And you know, I think it's a team that uh, is finally going to see themselves playing on Saturday. When it comes down to Arch Madness, I would not be surprised if you see Bradley advance to the semifinals in St. Louis. But for now, obviously after tonight, three games remain in the Missouri Valley Conference uh, schedule. But a big one tonight in Peoria, 7 p.m. tip-off. We'll be there. Follow the Vedette Sports. Follow my, my personal Twitter account for all the coverage. And obviously pick up a paper tomorrow. And you'll see full game coverage, full story Everything that you need to know from tonight's game heading into Saturday's matchup with Northern Iowa. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Redbird Report. I'm Michael Marr, and as always, thank you for listening. And again, don't think I forgot, happy Valentine's Day to all those out there.